Hey, everybody. Welcome into The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends. Today, my good friend is Ethan Perlman. What's up, EP? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Ready to talk some sports and... Uh... It's a great morning. It is. It's Might, always it's a, a good time. It's a little chilly, but it's yeah. a great morning. It's October, so it's the best. I told you. It's the best month. It's the best month for sports, and uh, we're going to talk about that a whole lot more as well. Uh, Corey Stewart had things to do today, so we're going to miss him today, but we're going to have Dan Miller on later on today, which is a, a great thing. The voice of the Lions going to his 14th year. He's been, uh, been around the block, this guy on Fox 2, the sports director's a great guy to have on, and he'll have insight for us. Just talked to Coach uh, yesterday, so we'll hear about that and a lot more. And did you watch the game last night? All the games? I uh, I went back and forth between the uh, Broncos Chiefs and the Yankees Astros. Yep. Um, towards the end of that Chiefs game, I kind of turned it off. I don't blame you. It was kind of one-sided, so I went to the and your more... fantasy teams were shot by then? We'll, well talk about my that. My one team was, definitely. <laughs> hey, uh, we go around the leagues as we start our show. We're going to start off in Major League Baseball, of course, the American League Championship Series, which is turning out to be a rout. The Yankees and the Astros were Game 4 last night. Astros, well, they came in off that 3-1 win on, on uh, a couple of nights ago. This time, they beat the Yankees 8-3. to Yankees actually had a one nothing lead in this game, but they loaded the bases, I think, for the fourth time in this series, and this is the only run. They get a walk on a bases-loaded play, and that's it. Mm -hmm. One stinking run. They get a two-run homer later uh, from Gary Sanchez, who finally gets a hit, but it was too little too late, and uh, it just wasn't the Yankees' night. The Astros, I think, are the better team. I hate to admit it as a Yankee fan, but they're pretty damn good. Well, and the Yankees made a few mental mistakes on defense. Yeah, four Uh, errors. Four errors. You know, I felt bad on one of them. I don't believe they actually ruled it an error on on Omehu at first. That was the ball that moved. The, the ball that took a horrible hop. And uh, as a first baseman, you you know you want to make that play, but I yeah, don't he know. makes nine out of ten. He he does. But on that, I mean, that ball took a weird hop, and it led to another run. So so the Astros now up three games to one. They go for the kill tonight, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Of course, they mm-hmm. have Yankees got to go against. Justin Verlander, and uh, James Paxton goes yep. for the Bombers. But last night, C.C. Sabathia enters the game in the eighth inning, and he's making it. This is his last year. It's a swan song. And, you know, one of the best pitchers in my lifetime. I mean, the guy goes out there. He mm-hmm. puts his heart on the line, and you feel terrible for the guy. He gets injured, and he walks off to a wonderful ovation from Yankee Stadium's crowd. Announces retirement. They're going to want to go check on possibly his knee or possibly something that didn't feel right. Maybe it's the shoulder. Steve Donahue, first man out there. And you'd hate to see this be the way he walks off of the diamond for the final time here. He's trying. CeCe is going to be- get back on top and take a couple to the mitt, see if he's okay. And I think they're going to take him out yeah, of the game. He is. And, and boy, is he, he's got his head down, but the fans are going to show him an awful lot of love. This is the last time you're going to see him on the mound here. And when he comes he off, he's limping noticeably. 
finally went. Well, just heartbreaking pictures as CC Sabathia walks off of the mound and off of the field in pain. Serious respect coming from the other side. George Springer, Garrett Cole. Yeah, that's tough, yeah. you know. I mean, the guy's a, he's battled. Incredible career. You could tell the crowd was trying to give him one more adrenaline rush of, of a cheer to possibly in that warm-up pitch get through. Ah, man, that was uh, heartbreaking. You see the guy break down, such a big, great athlete, lovable yeah. guy, Karsten Charles Sabathia. And you see him for the, probably the last time. And, you know, he left his heart on the, on the hill. He did, and, you know, class act CC Sabathia is, and the Yankee fans, I mean— they knew. You, you never want a career to end this way. I mean, he had already said he was retiring after the year, but to have possibly your last appearance at home be having to leave due to an injury, it's not something that you ever, ever want. And on the short end of the stick, the Yankees lose it last night, 8-3. to So they're down 3-1 tonight. They give the ball to James Paxton, uh, the lefty who went not even two and a third inning last uh, the last time out. He was pitching okay, but, you know— uh, those uh, numbers didn't show right, and uh, mm -hmm. they made the move. Aaron Boone went out and got him. So he's going to be fresh. We'll see if he can go against JV tonight. It's a winner go home for the Yankees. Of course, the Washington Nationals probably rooting for this series to be over right now so they can get that World Series underway. Because yeah. the Nationals, of course, fresh off the sweep on uh, Wednesday night of uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, and if you're, if you're Houston, you want to get this game done and over with yep. tonight because – that gives you the opportunity to start game one and two of the World Series with Cole Verlander. Yeah, not bad, huh? Rather than having to, uh, you know, bring him on short rest. To can you start. imagine Verlander against Scherzer? I can. How great would um, that be? The only thing I see happening is if uh, Astros win tonight, they, they'll put Cole up right. against Scherzer game one. Right. Verlander, Strasburg game two. Either way, Still pretty darn neither, good. either one of those matchups will be intense to watch. Hey, as a Yankee fan, I don't really want to see that, but as a baseball fan, that's pretty darn good to look forward to. Yeah. And the October Classic, of course, uh, if all goes well and the weather holds up, will be done prior to Halloween. We do not want it to go on Halloween night, Game 7, and we do not want it to go into <laughs> November, if at yeah. all possible. I mean, it makes your costume easier, though, for Halloween if uh, the games are still going on, right? Yeah, I guess so. can go as a Yankee fan. Have you seen that commercial recently? No. Uh, no. A oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Halloween. Yeah. The Met fan is the wife. The Yankee mm -hmm. fan is the husband. No, the Met fan is the husband. The Yankee fan right. is the wife. And, and the, the kid, kid comes com up yep. as a Yankee. And the husband gets <laughs> mad. Hey, you, you, you. And she finally admits all those years. That she's a Yankee, a Yankee fan. fan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that happens. We move on to that other game that was on the Thursday night game on, of course, on Fox, the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs win it handily 30-6. to Joe Flacco looks his age now, and Patrick Mahomes dislocates his knee in the second quarter. Yeah. He's going to be out a while. Fourth down and one. him nine for ten in that category on third and fourth and one picking up a first down and it sets up first and goal and well that's what that's what I was talking about he's at the bottom of that pile and there's just a lot of bodies a lot of people falling on top of you and you know I can tell you a lot happens at the bottom of that 
Just hope he's not re-aggravated that ankle. He's injured. And it's first and... Oh, man. Did you see that? He didn't even want to move. He was in yeah. so much agony. Dislocating his kneecap. And the players, did you see him grabbing at helmets and everything once mm -hmm. they got a look at him? Yeah. It didn't even look like a knee, they say. I mean, you could see the minute he took his helmet off, he was... His facial expression was, this is painful. I mean, yeah. football players are tough, but when these types of injuries happen, you know, I don't care what you say. They, they're still people. They still feel the pain. They still have the emotion. I, I can't feel anything but, uh, you know, well wishes to Patrick Mahomes. It's an unfortunate injury. Yeah. Although I may disagree with the play call because he was already injured. injured. Yeah, why I don't like the play call. Why the QB sneak yep. right there? Lots of play. Lots of people are saying that. Matt yeah. Moore came in. He was the backup. Used to be with the Dolphins. Played well. Hit. Uh, uh, who did he hit on that long play? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek yep. Hill. Fine. He was getting. I'm looking at my fantasy numbers, and Tyreek Hill in the first half got me zero. All of a sudden, I look, and he's got like a what was it, a 60-yard touchdown? 56 yards. Yeah, 56 yeah. yards. So it looks like he's coming into into health. But yeah. I think that. I think you could stick a fork in the Chiefs now. It's supposed to be three to seven week injury if oh, they do not do surgery. If the MRI shows mm -hmm. the structural damage, he's done for the season. And who knows if he'll ever be the same again. They popped Very. his knee back in place. He walked off under his own power, but obviously could not come in. Yeah. So he's done for seven. He's done for most of the season, minimal. The okay. Chiefs, I think, are in big trouble. That doesn't bode well for my fantasy team. I you just have gotta him? say that. Yeah, I have him on like three of my fantasy teams. Yeah. Um, this does not bode well for me. Well, I'll tell you right now. If we're we're going to talk fantasy later, but <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple of hints. If you got to switch off your quarterback, there's quarterbacks out there that probably haven't been taken. you got Gardner Minshew, mm -hmm. but the guy I think you should take is Sam Darnold. I think you should pick Sam Darnold up right now okay. while we're on the air. Pick okay. him up. Store him away. He's got a good schedule. The Jets are going to be players now. I'm telling you, Le'Veon Bell is going to wake up. Richie Anderson's going to play good. Okay. And he's the guy. Sam Donald is my secret weapon for you. Okay. All right? So book it. And we'll talk fantasy football a little bit later. So uh, we'll move on now. NHL Red Wings on a three-game Western swing. They uh, lost the other night, and uh, now they lose again. The Calgary Flames beat them 5-1. to one. So they lose at Vancouver. They lose at Calgary. They've lost three in a row. Their next game is tonight. At Edmonton, and uh, that's Kenny Holland's team now. Yeah. How about that? A little Stevie Eiserman against Kenny Holland tonight. We'll see how that rolls. Puck drops at 9 o'clock. Are you into the wings yet, or are you going to wait? You know— They're 3-4. and four. I, I want to see them do well. I'm not the hugest hockey fan, but— You better I, get to be a huge but hockey I, but fan. I do, but I do follow hockey pretty regularly, and— um, it's kind of to me. It's hard to follow the Red Wings when they're not doing well, and it's mainly because the mainstay names that I knew grew, growing up are are no longer there. Right. And right now, I'm trying to kind of understand who some of these new players are, and you know, I want to see them do well. Of course, we all do. But, we all do. By the way, Darren McCarty, mm -hmm. former Red Wing, yeah. former Grindliner, joins us Sunday live at Mr. Joe's. In Southfield for our Lions wrap, and that starts at 11 o'clock. They're gonna open the doors a little early. 
I talked to uh, Mr. Joe's owner. They're excited. Darren happens to go there quite often, so okay. he's very comfortable there. And yep. you know what kind of guy Darren is. He'll be signing autographs, taking pictures, kissing babies. Mm-hmm. So that is Sunday at 11. Make sure you join us uh, for Lions. I right? actually just saw pop it, it just popped up on my uh, Facebook feed yesterday. The fight against the Avalanche. Oh, it popped up on mine it, too. So, I had to look and see if it was March. It was perfect timing, yeah. though. I'm like, I couldn't turn away from it. Yeah, that was a unbelievable <laughs> battle. The Avalanche. That's true mm-hmm. hate. Yep. That was true hatred back then. That's Red Sox Yankees hate. Yeah. Except they don't drop the gloves in baseball as much. They did one time. Though. They did one time. Yeah. Poor Don Zimmer got thrown down to the ground by Pedro Martinez, and I like Pedro Martinez now. I hated him then. Well, I can't blame you. Yeah, I mean, he was. Dumb. How do you do that to that poor guy? I mean, Don Zimmer. Yeah, I mean, but do you remember that? I, I do remember that, but at the same time, when your adrenaline's rushing, I don't think sometimes <laughs> players think about who they're going up against. Right. I mean, if adrenaline's rushing, I think Jose Altuve could go up against oh, God, Aaron, yeah. Aaron Judge. Oh, I bet. I mean, that's a. You know where he can go? He can go right into the groin <laughs> area because well, that he, he that's where he that's where he hits. <laughs> That's as tall as he is. Uh, hey, NCAA football weekend. One of our teams is playing. Well, one of the big two are playing. Michigan at Penn State. Michigan State is idle this week. So, U of M and Penn State. And it's the whiteout at Beaver Stadium uh, in the Nittany Mountains. And there's the song that everyone knows. The greatest fight song in college football. Bar none. Well, Notre Dame might be a close second. And I like Michigan State's fight song, too. Don't get me wrong, but... This is the most recognizable song, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Michigan, without a doubt, you recognize their fight song. And their helmet, of course. And their helmet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Notre Dame's, yeah. But Michigan State's as well. I've heard that one more often. Well, it's been popular in the last 10 years around here. They're the the new big dog in town the last 10 years here, let's face it. Yeah. Kids that have grown up, kids that have been born in the last 10 years, last 15 years, they're Michigan State fans now because yeah. you're always rooting for the winner. Back so, in the day, it was Michigan. So I just got a buzz in my ear. We got a caller, Bob Collins. We do. Um, Bob Collins? Punch Collins from New Jersey? By the way, you guys can uh, give us a holler. Bob already knew the number. 844-999-9249. That's our hotline. 844-999-9249. Let's go out to the Jersey Meadowlands and talk to Bob Collins, my old friend from grammar school. What's up, Bob? Hey, am I on? Am I on the air with the Maz? You're live with, with Maz and Ethan today. Ethan Perlman, what's up, oh, brother? Hey, Ethan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Bob? <laughs> Bob's uh, my I'm degenerate well, gambling you. friend back in hey, Jersey. Congratulations, guys! I love the show. Ah, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, man. Listen, uh, I, I didn't know if Ethan was aware that you were inducted into the Robert Fulton Schoolyard Hall of Fame for yeah. your quarterbacking skills. They didn't know. I, and, I, I don't uh, like to brag. You know, I was always one of the last well, guys I know picked. You, I, I know you don't like to brag, but uh, I figured uh, you know your followers would like to know that you're a Hall of Famer in the schoolyard. Thank you, man. That's uh, the greatest days of my life were those days. I wouldn't trade them in for for anything. Even though you guys all made fun of me and uh, just used me for my football and basketballs. That's about it. <laughs> That's not true. That's yes. not true. Well, look at you. And we're I'm still buddies. Gonna, I'm we're not still even going to tell all your all your listeners about the. The, the worst game in the world that we played together. Oh, yeah? That, uh, Go ahead, you know, tell still him. brings me nightmares 40 Go years later. Go ahead, tell him how great that game was. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was it was a great game. We, play, we played all day as football. you do in the schoolyard. Two-hand touch and football. A tie, great a schoolyard. game. First, first thing goal, and, and Tom was quarterbacking, and all he had to do was, was run five feet, and we, and we win the game. 
and he threw an interception, and they returned it, and we lost. And the game still haunts me. To our best friend, too. That's right, Ralph Focaraccio. That's right. Ralph Focaraccio went also 110 yards. Also inducted into the Robert Fulton Schoolyard Hall of Fame. Isn't that something? Uh, so, Bobby, uh, we, we talk a lot of college football, you and me. We talk a lot of football. Matter of fact, we, we, talk, we talk gambling. Let's face it, you're my gambling expert. We do. Who, do, who are your we best? We do, and, and, and Tom and I have a system. What's our when system? we both find a team that we like, we bet the opposite team. <laughs> I like that. Hey, t- give me your top <laughs> three uh, picks this week. Us. What are your top three college picks this week? Well... You know what? I mean, the, the, the obvious ones are there. Clemson, uh, you know, they're not going to lose. Alabama's not going to lose. I don't think Oklahoma's going to lose. So, I mean, I think those are all locks. I, I know we were talking earlier, Michigan and, and Penn State. I like Michigan. Um, yeah, obviously we both like Michigan, right? I know. We're, we're going to play <laughs> Michigan this week. We're going to play them. They get we are like playing nine Michigan. and a half. Aren't they yes. getting nine and a half? It, it, uh, last I saw, I thought it was nine, but it might be nine and a half. I like them straight up to win the game, so we're going to just bet the money line on this game and make some money. Going to bet the going to bet the money line, um, and I put my uh, my son's college tuition on it. No, so you didn't. Not oh. uh, you know he he doesn't go he doesn't finish school, and that's that's the way it is. You know, no, you life's didn't. tough. No, you didn't, man. No, no, you always bet with your head, not over it, right, Tom? That's right. And how about your NFL? Since I got you on the phone, give me your top three on the uh, on the NFL ledger. The Lions you know, or the Vikings, I, of course, right? Who's that? The Lions, the Lions or the Vikings? Of course. of course. Of course. And they got ripped off. They did. They got ripped off. No kidding. They, it, it, was, it was a shame. They, they played well. That, that game was won, and the officials gave it, uh, gave it away. So it's, it's no good. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm really not uh, big on anybody this week. It's not, uh, there's nobody that's uh, grabbing me, so to speak. But that won't stop us from betting, although, right? Although I'll tell you what, last night, what a bonehead move. Running your franchise quarterback on a, on a fourth and one when he's already got an injured ankle. I, I don't know what that was about. We just said that like three minutes ago. We said that. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't hear it. I was no, no. Tom. I apologize. No, no. You don't have to apologize. But, I'm saying we said that. We agree with you. Oh, it, that, that, it was ridiculous. And Kansas City obviously was going to win that game anyway. I know. What happened to you Denver? Know? I lost you, Tom. I said, what happened to Denver? Joe Flacco looks like he's a lost lost puppy. Listen, quite honestly, I don't know why they didn't pull him and sit him. He didn't even look like a lost puppy. He looks like he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. I he heard fumbled Tro- the ball. He stood there and looked at it. I heard Troy like, Aikman say, come on, Joe, pick it up. Pick up the pace. You guys are still in this game. He doesn't care. Listen, I mean, it was obvious last night. I mean, uh, why, even, why even put him in? You could put anybody in. Hell, Tom, you could have caught him back last night. I don't know about that. No, no, maybe. No, I think you would have done better. Hey, bro. You would have cared. You would have cared. I always care. I always care. Listen, you can lose the game, but at least at least act like you're trying to win. All right, senor. Well, Thanks for the know. call, Robert. Listen, great show. Good luck. And uh, one day I'll call back and we'll discuss that game uh, in the schoolyard in, in great detail. Sounds good, man. You're always welcome. You know the number. Keep it in your phone. You got it, Tom. All right. That's Bob Collins, my man. Back in New Jersey, in the Meadowlands, and these guys, I've got friends. I told my daughters this the other night. First of all, I got three daughters, and I had four sisters. So, I've been entrenched with women my whole life, and girls, and there's no one more petty than girls to each other. Okay, good to know. Girls will, they kill each other. I mean, it kills me what they do to each other. So... You know, my, my kid comes home, and she's upset that her friend did X to her, and mm-hmm. she didn't do this. And I brought up 
this guy that just called. I brought up Bob. I brought up my buddy Ralph. I brought up my buddy Z. These guys have been my friends since like third grade. Yeah. And here I am, 57 years old, and we're friends, and we still talk three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm here, and they're in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean. You have. I hope you have. I hope everyone has at least one or two good yeah, friends like that yeah, for their I, lives. I mean, I got buddies who I was in Boy Scouts with, and we would go out and we. Hey, you're we, an Eagle Scout, right? I, I am. That's good. Congratulations. We, we I got be, kicked out of the Weblows, the Weblows. Weblows. Yeah. yeah, I spent all my uh, all my uh, dues money. It was like fifty oh. cents a week. <laughs> I spent them on candy on the way to the place. Gotcha. Yeah, never made uh, it to the, to the meetings. No, but it was, it was, you know, it's great because I, I made friends there because I went to a private school. You know, the buddies I knew, fancy the buddies I knew at school. You know, we lived all over the state, so it was kind of hard to of always hang out. But the guys I met in Scouts, um, we would hang out. We would do some, you know, fun stuff, and then we'd do some stupid stuff <laughs> that uh, we probably shouldn't have been doing. But you know, we 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 talk on we talk on and off right now, but. We know we still keep in touch. We still try and go out and be a little bit smarter about the stuff we do. But it's you know you make those friends and you gotta you gotta hold on to them. You definitely do, man, and that's a it's a good thing. And I want to talk to you about uh, some of the things that you've done, especially as a bat boy. I've had friends call me from this the last show that they've mm-hmm. listened, and they were so they're so mad that they never followed through and became a Detroit Tigers bat boy. And you followed through, and you became it. I still, you still owe me a story on Max Scherzer, by the way. Yeah, I know, and I do. A lot of I people do. want to hear that story. Okay. All right, and we're going to get yep. to it. Um, I was just told we have another caller. We do? Yeah, so... Who uh, do we have now? Who do we got? Hey, caller. Uh, just, uh, am I on the air? Yes, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, this is Brock. Is this Tom Mazaway? It is. Hey, Brock, how you doing? Doing great, my friend. Look, I just kind of discovered your show. I stumbled on it. And it's pretty good, but I got a question for you. With the Lions and Vikings playing this weekend, do you, do you really think that Matthew Stafford can can take on Kirk Cousins? Oh God, yeah, Brock, no question about it. Uh, I I think. Oh uh, come on! No, I I really mean that. I really mean that. I think uh, the Lions are going to do really well this weekend. I think they're going to haunt Kirk Cousins. I think that defense is going to come to play. I think Ford Field is going to be ready to roll. Yeah, and. Uh, I just think it's a win for the Lions. I really do. Who do you, who do you like? Obviously, you think the Vikings are going to win. Yeah, you know, I, I just think you know you got Stephon Diggs, and uh, you know he, he he just he's a he's a great addition to the team. I just I just don't see how you think that they're going to win, Maz. Well, I appreciate the call, Brock. Uh, we'll get you next time. Keep listening to the show. I appreciate the call. And Ethan, what's your take on that? My, my take on it right now is that uh, you know Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he had a great game last week, but he's been on and off all year. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been on and off all year. As much as I was a Kirk Cousins fan when he first came to Michigan State and came out of college, he's got the talent. He just hasn't had the consistent year, year in, year out, where he plays 16 games and he doesn't, you know, take five steps back. You know, the start of the year, he took about five steps back and uh, wasn't completing anything. Looks good now. He looks good now. I think he's I relaxed think, now. Stefan Diggs is in the game now. Yeah. I mean, they didn't use him the first four games. Well, they didn't. But I think this line secondary is legit. I don't care who you put us up against receiver-wise. If our secondary is on and our pass rush is going, yeah. we already showed we could shut down Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you long know, the as the refs, long as the refs don't do well, what they do. Yeah. We're going to be fine. But I gotta you know, it's say like playing if, a 13th person, a 12th person. I got to say, if they do that in Detroit, though, 
the fans <laughs> will be on them all game from the start to the finish. I don't think it matters. I mean, I don't think it matters yeah. either, but the fans, trust me, if the refs are doing what they pulled last week, the, the, the refs may want to take security with them from to the parking lot. <laughs> hey, I just got a text in from my man, Freddie the Pizza Man. This is what he writes. <laughs> hey, Maz, I got Sam Darnold stashed away. Give me Ezekiel Elliott for him and Kelsey. And a, wink, <laughs> a winking emoji. Freddie the Pizza Man. Oh. He's, always, he's always a step ahead of me, that son of a gun. Oh. And you got a great, if you want a great pizza, you got to go to Melvindale okay. and, and go to Freddie the Pizza Man. If you like a New York pizza mm-hmm. or a calzone or gnocchi, this guy is... Top of the line. Good friend of mine. And uh, next week, as a matter of fact, I might even take you with me. Okay. On Saturday, he's having a little get-together at his place. And he's got Eddie Murray coming, the former Lion oh, kicker, yeah. for yeah. a long time. And Eddie's going to be there. And he's going to got his Super Bowl rings. He's going to show off some uh, mm-hmm. some of his trophies and stuff like that. And he's got uh, Super Bowl squares that he's going to be uh, going out. In, and it's for charity. Mm-hmm. Freddie has a great charity going, and we'll talk about that as we go on. But... I'm going to take you with me and uh, give you the best pizza in town. Okay, sounds good. It's at Freddy's place. If you like a New York slice. I love pizza, any kind. Let's do it. That a boy. So, Michigan we're talking about. Michigan going against Penn State this week, and they're getting nine and a half points. Michigan State is off. They come off that 38 nothing trouncing at Wisconsin last week. They host Penn State next week. So, Penn State... Yeah. Uh, are they going to do the Wisconsin double? Remember, Wisconsin beat the heck out mm-hmm. of both Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, Penn State has that same opportunity now. I think as long. Okay, my my big thing right now with Michigan is uh, Shea Patterson. He's got to be quicker. He's got to make smarter decisions in the pocket. Uh, the last few games that I've watched, he takes way too long to make his read, and once he does, he's either sacked or he has to throw the ball out of bounds. He's got to be a lot quicker with the reads. Penn State, I believe, is second in the nation in sacks. Oh, that's trouble. Um, so if I'm Michigan, I got to you know improve on the reads, and I can't fumble the football. No, I don't know what it is this year with Michigan, but they are fumbling the football. It's an epidemic, and uh, well, this is put up or shut up game. Yeah, for the Wolverines, it, re- it really is because you don't win this game. And you still got to play Ohio State at the end of the year. This could be a three. Got to play Michigan State and Michigan. This could yeah. be a three or four loss Big Ten season. Which Jim Harbaugh, that's a uh, that's high, a death that's, blow. That's, that's, yeah, that's very disappointing. Except they won't fire him, and he probably won't quit because no. you know he brings a lot of money into the university. Yeah. Let's face it, he is Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, but he, you know what? I really thought he was going to be spectacular, and it yeah. hasn't hasn't come out. I mean, the for, the last few years, you know, it's. One or two bad bounces in other games, aside from the Ohio State. I mean, there was that one game where it was fourth and what fourth and inches, and uh, JT Barrett got the first down by like half an inch. But for the most part, he's had great seasons. It's just got to be able to beat Michigan. You got to be able to. I mean, not Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State. Those are the two uh, Achilles heels for him right now. And Dan Miller just texted me in. The uh, coach is still talking over in Allen Park, so he's got a couple more minutes. He'll text me when he's ready to go. So okay. we, Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, will join us shortly. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, the college games. We have some games we want to look at. First, the NBA, final day of the preseason. Yeah, It's over. Pistons will open a regular season Wednesday night, October 23rd. That's next week at Indiana on the road. And then uh, the home opener the following day, that's a Thursday night game at Little Caesars Arena against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I don't miss a Pistons opening night. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The fans, just, they haven't 
welcome them in downtown yet. The palace would always be mm-hmm. crowded yeah. for the most part, especially on opening night. It was a big scene. But most of Oakland County is not traveling down to the city right now. So they are doing two-for-one tickets for opening night wow. right now. So if you want to go see the Pistons, and it's opening night next Thursday, yeah, I highly recommend you get out there and go see them. It's a great I love NBA basketball. I know there's a lot of people that don't like the NBA. and They do this. They travel. I know they travel. Yeah. I know they do that, but they're great athletes. And it's, to me, mm-hmm. my favorite game to watch in person has always been basketball. I mean— As long as you got a seat— Yeah. If you're up in the nosebleeds— I, I got to say, that's uh, the one gripe I have with LCA is once you get out of that first level, the it's second high. and third level, it's high. high and yeah. it's angled. So yeah. it makes you feel like you got vertigo after— but You're supposed to be on top of the, on top of the play. That's why yeah. it's angled. And I they mean, have the gondola up there. Have you sat in the gondola? Yeah. It's pretty sharp up there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But uh, the one game that I went to for the Pistons, uh, I had been at the casino with a few friends before and, yeah. you know, had a beer. And uh, <laughs> we got up there. We were like the fifth. You're old enough to drink? Yeah, I okay. am. Yeah. So surprising. Yeah. Uh, and I was the fifth row from the back, you know, the last row. I'm looking down. I'm like, I feel like I'm about to fall <laughs> over. It is um, scary. It was an uncomfortable feeling. So I, I have a feeling that if I ever go back, I gotta <laughs> sit in the the lower bowl. You have to. Yeah. I'll take you to a game. We'll we'll get some good seats. I promise yeah. you. Yeah. The only other thing I gotta say with LCA is, as much as I like the attractions they've put in the facility, it yeah. does take away from people sitting in their physical oh, yeah. seats. And for TV, that makes it, it look does. What do you think they have horrible. the new black seats for in the loge area? Yeah, I know. And they're all black down there now. There's no more checkered red and yeah. black. Everything is black down mm-hmm. below. And I mean, what a, it's a shame that they had to go and spend all that yeah. extra money. But, you know, they're not putting up buildings right now in the District of Detroit. Very and true. you know the story about that. There are a lot of people that are upset. Did you ever see that Real Sports on HBO? No. Just a few months ago, and it came on, and they did an expose on this district, Detroit, and the Illiches, and they promised to take money from Detroit, but we're going to put money into Detroit. We're going to build. We're going to put shops. We're going to put restaurants. And lots of things, uh, they have not popped up. The only thing that's really popped up has been parking lots. And it's expensive to park down there. Yep. It really is. I mean, 40 bucks to park for the Lions game. <laughs> yeah, it's $40 to yeah. park for a Pistons and a Red Wing game, if, uh, if you want to get close. I mean... If you go to the surface lots, it's a little bit less. But or, or there are certain areas you can park on the street for free. You got to be I'm careful. Not, I'm not giving uh, my my family's location of where we park on the street for free, because we, we do want that spot to be available. Is that a good, you got a good spot yeah. for me? yeah. No ticket? You don't get a no parking ticket. ticket? Nope. It's a legal parking spot for free. Nice. Um, well, we'll, 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 talk, talk, we'll talk after the show we'll about talk, that. There yeah. might be something you might want to tell the listeners and the viewers. I, I eventually. Don't, yeah, eventually. Your dad might be mad, though. <laughs> hey, that takes us up to this week in sports history. It's usually this day in sports history, but I missed these the other day, and I had to get them in. This day, or a couple of days ago in history, in sports history, 1946, we go back to Detroit's Gordy Howe. He scores a goal and gets into two fights in his first NHL game. Wings tie up the Maple Leafs 3-3 three to three to great Gordie Howe. I saw a picture of him the other day, and he didn't have his jersey on. He just had his uh, equipment. He was sitting by his locker. This guy was built like an Adonis. Did you ever see this guy? He had muscles. His muscles had muscles. <laughs> Gordie Howe was a horse. I, I mean, Mr. He, hockey. Yeah, I was, was going to say, he is, you know, you think hockey town, you think Gordie Howe. Amen. Along with, along with a few the others. Love the statue of him, too. Yeah. And, God bless him. So, uh, 
Gordy Howe's always in our thoughts here as a Red Wing fan. That takes us to 2003. This one is uh, very close to my heart. Aaron Boone, the now manager of the New York Yankees, with the penny-winning homer in the bottom of the 11th of a Tim Wakefield. Yankees beat the Red Sox. The eighth inning, leading by three, as Boone hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Boone, a hero in game seven. Oh, man, that gives me the chills still. Game seven over the hated Red Sox. Mariano Rivera pitched three scoreless innings. The GOAT, the greatest. So I got the Sandman. I got a story with Aaron Boone, actually, if you'd like to hear it. Well, I'm all about stories, man. uh, A few years ago, when the All Star game took place in Cincinnati, I was working the MLB fan experience. How do you like that stadium, by the way? It's a great stadium. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been there for a game. I was only there for uh, the orientation we okay. do before the before. Uh, well, we got to get that into a game. And one of the uh, pieces I was tasked with during that um, weekend was working the security line for an Aaron Boone autograph session. And you had all the Red Sox fans in the oh. line because it was a photo op and autograph session. So all the Red Sox fans were like, "Can I?" Get an image of me like choking you, like pretending to choke you. You know what they call him, Aaron Bleepin' Boone. Yeah, that's his name. But it was a, <laughs> it was a great line to be, you know, doing security for because I'm like, it's just hilarious to see the difference, you know, between a, a standard fan just saying, oh, this is another guy I can get an autograph from, mm-hmm. and then the diehards who they'll go up to you and they'll start talking stories and. It's true hate, man. It is. Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah. It, listen, I'm a Yankee diehard. I mean, grew up in New Jersey and New York. I mean, I could see Manhattan out of my parents' window. I can't explain to you what that B on the hat does to me. And if I see somebody with it right away, I, I hate to say it, but I don't like them. So, and I have to like get to know them to, to like them. I don't like them. So I was going to say, what do you think about Jess Monticello's uh, B for I got scared for a minute. Yeah, I, I had to tell him. I mean, I don't like that B. It's not the Red Sox B. No, but, but I mean, it's a similar design. I know. I don't like it. I wish I wish they would change that logo. Is, okay. is there something else that they could put? What's their nickname? Do you know uh, their nickname? They're the Blackhawks, I believe. Oh, that's another so, B. So I mean, but they could just put the Blackhawk on the... Uh, they could. But God forbid you yeah. use a you know tribal logo, uh, yeah. logo or something like that. You don't want to get in trouble. Well, no, so. it's, it's an actual bird, though. Oh, is there, they do the actual bird. A Blackhawk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, I, I thought right away Chicago Blackhawks, exactly. yep. Tomahawks, and yep. the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one other note in this week in sports history, this goes back to college football. 2004 it happened. Mount Union from Division Three beats Marietta 57 I nothing. Mean, why are we even telling you about this, Division Three? Because they won their 100th consecutive regular season game. The Purple Raiders' last regular season loss, you got to go back to October 15th of 94. They lost to Baldwin Wallace, but a hundred in a row. Can't that's, imagine that's, that. They'll never be broken by any anything. No, I mean, and the funny part is in the, any sport. The funniest part was when I was doing the research for this uh, in 2002, they had actually set the record for most games unbeaten in a regular season, and I think it was like 54. So the fact that. They went from beating the record of 54 to making it to 100 consecutive. No team's ever going to beat that. No. I don't care if it's basketball. I don't know how you do it. I don't yeah, know how you do it. I mean, it. it's it's got to be great coaching. 
you know, great players coming in every year and a great culture. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, in my opinion. If you don't have a great culture and a great chemistry, it don't matter. No. That's wonderful. By the way, we can call Dan Miller now. He is available. So, as you call Dan Miller, I'll tell you about our friends, Mr. Matt. They've been serving Metro Detroit's floor mat needs for over 50 years. Let your business slip and fall into savings with them before winter hits. And it's coming, folks. It's like in the 50s already. They also offer logo mats, office and restroom cleaning, supplies, window cleaning, mops, towels, aprons, anything else your business can use. Call them. 800-344-0095 800-344-0095 or email my friend Joe at joe at mrmattrental.com That's joe at mrmatrental.com Thank you to Mr. Matt and uh, all our other friends here. This is Tom Azaway on The Wrap. It is uh, the Friday edition. Ethan Perlman yep. in studio with me. So we uh, just got buzzed again. We got another caller, and we apparently do. he knows you. Uh, he does. We're getting Dan Miller on the horn here, too. We are. All but right. in the meantime, let's bring on this caller. Caller. Who are Baz. you? Yes. Yes. Shawnee Z, how are you? Shawnee Z, Mr. Zaborowski. the Lakeview oh. High School Athletic Director in St. Clair Shores. Okay. What's happening, my man? Nothing. Hey, uh... I don't know if you talked about it, but I can't believe you missed this date in history. What did I miss? Mr. October. Come on, Reggie Jackson was today, three home runs today? Yes. Come on, I thought you were like diehard Yankees. How can you miss that, man? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because I missed this week, this day in sports history two days ago, and I didn't want him to redo all this homework. So we didn't even look at today like a bunch of dummies. But we got 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 Aaron Boone on. But I appreciate that, man. We appreciate it. I was sitting with my dad. In Jersey, of course, watching that game, and I could just picture him. He's sitting there with his white V-neck T-shirt, falling asleep because he's got to wake up at three thirty in the morning wow. and go sell Hostess cupcakes, Sammy Maz. And I'm sitting there, and I, I was so excited, unbelievable. Keith Jackson and Howard Cosell on the call on ABC TV. So thanks for reminding me, my man. No problem. Hey, what's uh, who's Lakeview playing this weekend? Our football team. Is he gone? He's gone. All right, Shawnee Z, okay. so we'll talk Lakeview football with you another time. Do we have Dan Miller on the horn? I believe we were in the process of getting him on the horn. Uh, I've been told we don't have him yet. All right, we'll get him. It's we the Lions and the Vikings minute. coming up, of course. Lions getting a point at home. That's basically a pick em game yeah. against the Vikings. The Vikings own the, seri- the series. The uh, They own them. Mm-hmm. They more than double what the Lions have, have won over the course of this yeah. history. And, you know, Vikings are always hard to beat, but I think the Lions got them right where they want them this week. Coming off two tough losses, one against the Chiefs, which they could have won that game, and, of course, on Monday night. Short week, that's the only downside. Short week. The only only thing I like about it being a short week is, you know the Lions players want to come back, and they want to show that, hey, that Monday night game, we're not looking back. We're looking forward, and we're going to come out, and we're going to take all that aggression and, you know— attitude that we have against the refs, and we're going to just channel it positively against the Vikings. And you need to, because that Vikings defensive line, Mm. Lions, you need to have the running game going. You need to have it on. If you can't, Matt Stafford may struggle. Well, we're going to talk about that now with the voice of the Lions. He's working on his 14th year in the biz. Well, not in the biz. He's been in the biz a long time. But 14 years on the mic for the Detroit Lions. It's Dan Miller joining us live. Hey, Danny. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I know you're fresh out of Allen Park. Uh, what did Coach Patricia have to say to everybody today? 
Well, I mean, he doesn't change very much. Week to week, he's pretty much the same. It's all about this game. It's all about, you know, fundamentals. It's all about doing the things they need to do to win. And, you know, for him, that changes every week. That's one of the interesting things about him. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, the Patriots always had is, you know, different games take different uh, forms and different ways to win. You might have to run it 40 times one game and pass it 40 times the other. And defensively, you're going to be called upon to do different things week to week. So those are the things that you hear from him weekly. Like I said, Matt, he hasn't changed very much. It's, it's no. For him, it's he understands how he wants to do it, and, and that's what he expresses every week. And you know what? He's learned from uh, the best, the best in the business of saying nothing, and that's Bill Belichick. And, I mean, to say nothing after that Monday night debacle uh, takes a lot of uh, a lot of guts to not really go out and rag on people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of coaches out there. I hear people say all the time that they should be going nuts. There's some, I, I think more don't than do. Um, and I think that I think the way he looks at it, he always wants to put the – he made it very clear to the league uh, when he spoke to them uh, privately, as every coach does every week with questions that they have, that he was not happy. I'm sure the Lions organization made it clear that they weren't happy. But I, I think to do that publicly, and people can all have their own opinion, I think coaches basically want to say to their team, I'm not giving you that excuse. We're going to go win regardless of what those officials do. And we have to make the plays that we didn't make in this game to get that done. And if you go back over it, there were some that were pretty glaring that stood out. No question. What do you take on this uh, Vikings team? I mean, they've always been pretty good, and they always have their way with the Lions mostly, and that's an unfortunate thing. But I think this Lions team against this, I think it's a good matchup for the Lions this week. I think if Cousins plays well, uh, I, I think they're, they're the favorite in the division right now. I, I really do. I think, you know, early in the year he was struggling and, and it didn't look that way. But, look, when, when he plays well um, and Dalvin Cook is healthy and running the way that he's running and Thielen and Diggs and Rudolph and Irv Smith and that, that group is, is playing at a high level, the combination I think they have of offense and defense right now is hard to beat. And that doesn't mean that that won't change, and that certainly doesn't mean that the Lions can't win this game on Sunday. But I think right now you can look at everybody else and see major question marks. I think with Minnesota, if Cousins is playing the way he has in the last two weeks, or at least, I mean, he's been off the charts the last two Mm. weeks, or at least close to that, I, I think they're the team to beat. Voice of the Lions, Dan Miller, joining us on The Wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Ethan, you got something for Dan? Yeah, uh, Dan, I'm kind of wondering, in your, in your opinion, looking at the Lions wide receiving and tight end core, um, going up against this Viking secondary, who do you think's got the advantage uh, this week? Well, I think it, you have to go a little bit deeper than that than just the secondary. I think the issue becomes the pass rush. And I think the issue becomes... The fronts that Minnesota shows you, the double-A gap look, and, and trying to figure out when they're putting six and seven guys on the line, as you know Mike Zimmer's going to do, who's coming. So before you even get to your ability to play against the secondary or, or Stafford to throw the ball, you got to make sure he's upright. And that's been problematic the last couple of times the Lions have played the Vikings. So, look, I think the Lions are well-equipped with, with Galladay and Jones and Amendola and, and Hawkinson and, and Jesse James and Hall and whoever you want to throw in there, 
uh, Logan Thomas, whoever, the whole group. I think they're well-equipped to throw the ball against anybody, but it's, it's, a, it's a complete picture of do you have enough time to do what you want to do. Lions are taking deep shots down the field. You've got to have time for that to develop. And for that to develop, that means you've got to hold out Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter and the linebackers that they're going to send. So uh, it's a long way of saying I love the Lions receivers matching up against anybody, but it really starts up front. And with Minnesota, maybe more than any other team in the league, it starts up there because of all the things they do before the snap that keeps you kind of guessing and trying to figure out what they're going to do once that ball is in the quarterback's hand. I don't think Stafford was on his game on Monday night. Maybe it was the extra week off. I don't know. But you know, the first two passes were amazing, obviously. But he didn't. He just didn't have it. That I don't think he had it on Monday night. I hope. I hope he could bounce back this week and have a better game. Well, I think there's a couple that he would like to have back. I think to throw to Galladay on the left side. I think he'd like to put that a little more outside for Galladay, a little more back shoulder. And I think the one-on-one situation there, Galladay's got a great chance to catch that ball. I think Matthew would be the first to tell you. Uh, on the other hand, look, I think Hawkinson's got to catch that ball yep. in the end zone. No doubt. I think Carryon can't leave it up to the officials whether or not he makes that oh, catch. I still Those don't think he made plays. it. I still that's don't a think touchdown, and that's a first down. <laughs> I know. That was bad, man. I, that, I still don't think he made it over the line, but, hey, I'm glad they gave it to us, but it didn't matter in the end. Did you watch last night at all when they sent Patrick Mahomes on that one-yarder uh, and, he, and he winds up dislocating his kneecap? I did. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I was watching the game. Yeah, now that was uh, – that was you hate to see that. Look, anytime you have one of the premier players in this league, you don't want to see them be in a situation where they're not able to go out there and play at a high level. And um, he's one of the most exciting players we've seen coming to this league in a long time. And um, hopefully, this isn't going to be a long-term thing. And you know, fact of the matter is, and it's it's the way this league works. They got Green Bay and Minnesota coming up, so if he's out for a couple weeks. That is a big advantage for those guys. No doubt. Matt Miller will get the start uh, for Kansas City unless Andy Reid pulls something out of his hat. Before we let you go, Dan, 14 years on the mic here with the Lions. Uh, you even had a couple of years in the preseason prior to that, I remember. But 12 of those years with Jim Branstadter, who we all love here, the voice of the Michigan Wolverines. And now you get it, Lomas Brown. I love Lomas, the lowdown, and uh, I love him. I, how you guys uh, working out? I think you guys sound great. I appreciate that. Um, look, it, it's Lomas. It, it starts with this. It's important to him. He works hard at it. Um, Lomas got this job with no experience doing it. Right. He, had, he had done, I think, two quick lane bowls, and that's really hard to walk into. <laughs> but to his credit, um, he has he has worked. He has studied. He has listened to his games. He's trying to figure out where he needs to get better and, and do all those things. He wants criticism. Um, I think Lomas has gotten better every week, and this is this is this this is a this is a business where you get better with reps. Yep. And Lomas is getting better with reps, but I think you know when you look at it, Lomas has now done what are we you know five games in yep. four preseason games. Lomas has now done twenty nine games in his life. <laughs> you know, most people when they get into the NFL, they've done you know the multiples of that. And, and I think that he's come a long way in a short time, and I think Lomas is going to be just fine. He sees the field. He understands what he's looking at, and he's learning every week how to get better at just explaining it. And he's the easiest guy in the world to work with because anybody that knows him knows he's a wonderful guy. He so is. 
Uh, I, I, I'm proud of what he's done, and I think that uh, I think he's only going to get better and better. Uh, Dan, I appreciate you coming on. Love having you on. Love watching you. And uh, make sure you give uh, my man Ryan Armani a hug for me, all right? I will do that, Matt. I appreciate it, man. Good talking to you guys. All right, Dan. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you on Sunday. It's Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, along with Lomas Brown. And uh, you can hear him every Sunday, of course. Well, whenever the Lions play, and uh, Thanksgiving, of course, yep. coming up. That's our day to get the Bears again. So, uh, some good stuff. From, uh, he tells Matt Patricia's just a straight shooter. He's just not gonna not gonna jump over like you know. He's yeah, and that... follows the Belichick rule, and uh, he thinks Matthew Stafford could maybe have a bounce back this year. But every this game, but the other guys got to step up as well, like on Johnson, like like yep. some other folks. Got to protect them too. Well, and the the big thing is. I love Carry on Johnson, but I I do miss not having like a power back. Yeah. In my opinion, Carry on Johnson, I can hand him the ball twenty times a game. I don't mind right. doing that, but but not him. up, not in between but, the. the but, I mean, but that, but get that him goal, outside. That goal line situation yeah. uh, last week, I want somebody like of a Mark Ingram build right. or a Sean Alexander to do a throwback. Right. Um, hand the ball off, and they, Lynch. and they just run over. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love Karen, he's more of a find the opening and run right through. Let's run through the uh, some of the good games coming up this weekend. Eagles and the Cowboys for first place in the NFC East. Both coming in at 3-3. Three and three. Cowboys have lost three in a row. What's your take on this game? I'm, I'm going Eagles. And you are? And Doug Peterson, their head coach, stepped up and said, we're going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah. We're going to control our own destiny. I, I, I don't know how I <laughs> feel about it. There's a coach who talks. Yeah, there's a coach who talks and has balls to say yeah. that. But um, I, I only like the Eagles particularly because Dak Prescott – He's out. He's he's he's, he's going to be without two of his offensive linemen again. Yeah, and maybe and, a couple of receivers as well. Gallup is injured. Yeah, and Amari Cooper is injured. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Amari's going to play. I hope so. I hope he does. It will make the game a lot better. Yeah, but Prescott's just been off, he and has. I don't know what it is. If he's not 100, percent but his throws, some of his you know just reads have not been good lately, and. Uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, he's got Alshon Jeffrey back, I believe, this week. And that defense has been playing pretty well. So, I'm going Eagles here. I'm going with the Cowboys. I, I, I think they're one of the better teams in the NFC. I think they better show it. They're home. I think they're going to win. I think they'll cover the two and a half. And we'll talk more in detail coming up on Sunday. And we'll mm-hmm. get Darren McCarty's uh, view on that one. A couple other decent games out there. Texans and the Colts. Texans at four and two. Colts at three and two. Indy's home. Deshaun Watson's red hot. Who you like there? I got to go with Houston there. Um, in Indy. In Indy, yeah. Okay. I just think there's too much of an offensive power right there. And Indy's still, I believe, going to be. I don't know if Darius Leonard's back this week. Yeah, my, I'm not my, sure. My big thing is he is the playmaker on that defense, even though this Concussions. is, this is I mean, only that's his a second hard, year. That's a hard thing to come back from. Yeah. Um, and when you got Will Fuller, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I don't know how you pick against him in this game. I'm picking against him. I'm taking the okay. Colts and Jacoby Brissett. They come off the week off. They're going to see how it goes. And I got to go with him. Indy's only a one point home favorite. So that basically means. The Texans are favored in this game. Yeah. Because when if it's a pick 'em game at home, mm-hmm. the other team, the visiting team, is really a three point favorite. Doesn't make sense, but it kind of does if if you make a lot of gambling. My buddy Freddie the Pizza Man thinks the Redskins are gonna upset the 49ers. 49ers are given ten points. Washington is home. 
Washington coming off that big win over the winless Dolphins. Uh, who are you picking? Niners to stay undefeated or the Redskins to get win number two? For for me, it's all going to be about offense in that situation. I got to go with the 49ers. Um, the Redskins, the receivers have been getting better this year. Case Keenum, I'm still on the fence about him. Next week, whoever the Redskins play, I may be rooting for the Redskins because they may have Darius Geis back yeah, next week. Yeah, I hear about that. And that would be a big lift to that offense, but I don't Kid think— Kid can't get on the field. Two yeah. years. I know. It's it's unfortunate, but— Where did he, I, play? Where did he go to college? He, he went remember? to LSU. LSU, yeah. yeah. Running back at LSU. And uh, I just don't think that— uh, that Redskins defense will be will be able to stop uh, Grappolo and that 49er offense enough. All right. Well, uh, I don't know who the heck to pick. I guess I'll pick the Niners, but they won't cover. So I'll go with the Redskins well, and the points. What is the spread on that game? Ten, which seems low yeah. to me. Seems low. Okay. Ten points. Seems low. So I think Freddie might be onto something. Saints and the Bears. That's a good one. That's the late afternoon game on Fox. Five and one versus three and two. Bears are home coming off the bye. I got to go with the Bears. And the only reason right now is Alvin Kamara's status is in question. Right. He probably is not going to play. Um, wow. They picked up Zach Zenner. Zach Zenner. Um, Dr. Zach Zenner. Yeah. yeah. But my big thing right now is Teddy Bridgewater. He's been playing good for the Saints. I just don't think he can target Michael Thomas like 15 times in this game right. and win the game. So losing a guy like Kamara. Latavius Murray, as much as I love him as a runner, he doesn't have what it takes, I think, to stand up and get that ball 20, 25 times on a Sunday against that Bears defense. They're they're just going to wreck. They always do every week. They wreck whoever they're going up against, whether they win or lose the game. I think the Bears will win, and they'll get to Bridgewater this time and wreck his perfect season. But he's played really well, and Drew Brees is getting close. He is. To coming back. He is, and I can't wait for him to come back. And the Sunday night game, the Ravens at Seattle. That's going to be a good one. I'm a big Seahawk guy. I do like the Ravens. I like John Harbaugh. I'm a Seahawk guy. They're favored by three. I think they cover that number. To me, you, you know, if you had to pick one team out of the NFC to come into the Super Bowl, I'm picking Seattle right now. Even over, over, over the okay. Saints. Okay. That's um, my pick. Saints, old- Saints and, and Seattle. To me, is NFC Championship. I can't disagree with you there, but there's something about Lamar Jackson that— I love him. I just can't you know, get out of my mind, and it's the fact that I think he's a more athletic Russell Wilson. He may not have well, as good of an arm. Russell's second-to-none um, VSP. But my big thing right now is I don't think that uh, the Seattle defense is what it used to be. And no, if Lamar, it's, it's if Lamar has a game where he runs 100 and throws for 200 again— I don't know. I think Baltimore has a legit shot, especially after acquiring Marcus Peters for that secondary. Yeah, and they just got him at the trade deadline. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I forgot to ask Dan about the trade deadline with the Lions, but they're probably not going to do anything. So, uh, again, we'll chat about it. Lions wrap coming up on Sunday live from Mr. Joe's in Southfield. That's 12 Mile and Franklin Road off of Northwestern. Really easy to get. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it rolls. And we'll see you there. Darren McCarty, of course, will join us. Now, I want to do something here really quick. Every Friday, I want to have something funny to give you guys. And I saw this this morning, and he's one of my favorite comics, Sebastian Maniscalco. And this is a little bit. I want you to watch it and listen to it. And just laugh, because this guy is hilarious. Sebastian Maniscalco. I like Italian delis. There's just no options. 
It just says sandwich. And there's a guy in there cutting the meat. And he's going, I'm here. He's going to make you whatever the hell he feels like. And you're going to have to eat it. Not like sub. You ever go to Subway? That's a whole afternoon at that. Uh... I got behind a woman. It looked like it was her first time out ever. She came up to the counter. How does this work here? It says step one, pick bread. You don't see that? She saw the condiments, her head almost popped off her body. And it looked like a pigeon just pecking for food. I'll have the cucumbers. And I'll have, no, not that tomato, the one on the side with no seeds. The guy asked me, what do you want on your sandwich? I told him, run it through the garden. Just run it through the garden. Whatever I don't like, I'll throw it out my car window. Forget the pickles, right? Yeah. The whole world's changing, man. Internet's nuts, right? You got people putting stuff for sale on the internet. It's Craigslist, whatever it is. And then strangers are going to come to your home to look at your stuff? What are you, nuts? This is an invitation to get murdered. We had garage sales growing up. We just, we threw the garbage out on the driveway. We had some signs with an arrow, come get our garbage. And people would mill around your yard, but you would watch them, right? They would get a little too close to the house. They're like, hey, back up, back off, back up. What do you want? Could we use your bathroom? Bathroom, get the hell off the property. And whatever we didn't sell, we threw it out. But we broke it before we put it in the garbage. <laughs> That's my Italian father. He's like, if they're not going to buy it at my sale, they're not going to come by later and steal it out of my garbage. <laughs> Saw the couch in half. <laughs> 12 years old, I'm sawing the couch. <laughs> Pop the eyeballs out of the teddy bear and then decapitate the head. You throw the head out on Monday and then the body out on Friday. Oh, man, I love that guy. If you want to see Sebastian Maniscalco live, I highly recommend it. Next time he's going to be in our area, May 14th and 15th. Yeah, I know it's next year. At Caesars, Windsor. Make sure you go see him. Thanks to everybody on the wrap, especially Alana sitting in on our phones. Kelsey, Steven, and Angel behind the glass. Mr. Matt, thank you to them. And Ethan Perlman, you the man. I'll see you Sunday at Mr. Joe's Lions Wrap. Make sure you're there. 11 a.m., Darren McCarty will be there in all his glory. Till the next time, Tom Mazaway. Go Lions! See you guys.